1: Miami 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 Miami
2: Miami 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 Heat, Miami Heat, Miami welcome Miami 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 we have a special episode today. Uh if you're here on stream on twitch.tv slash Miami Heapy, this is gonna be uh this is gonna be a fun show for you today. We're gonna go through the film of game two. I thought this might be a fun, a fun thing to try with the playoffs, kind of see how it goes. I do some Twitter threads. Uh, and I thought it might be fun to do live on stream and and you know considering that Miami takes a 2-0 lead in the series uh, They've never lost leading 2-0 that's been well documented today I'm a little uncomfortable by how much everyone's talking about it and the Sixers have also never won when being down two I'm also a little uncomfortable how much people are talking about that I don't want Sedano saying this trying to jinx us. I'm on to you George Sedano. I know what you're trying to do here, but the facts are the facts, and this is where they are. Miami's in a good place. Embiid listed as out for game three. We don't know what's going to happen yet. Uh, he, I think I read he technically can't be cleared yet because he hasn't Gone through uh, the concussion protocol. So while he's listed as out that could change who knows Kyle Lowry is traveling with the team uh, He has been upgraded to questionable. So that's good news. Obviously. He was always gonna travel to Philly You know that Kyle's a Philly guy. So there was really no doubt that he wasn't gonna travel with them to to Philadelphia So we just have to see how that affects I have my little chat my little chat box not working. That's unfortunate. Does it work? There we go. Oh, we get chat box kind of works okay so well it's kind of ugly whatever we'll 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 make do uh if you're listening on the pod thank you so much i let me know give me some feedback as to how this works on audio uh it's it's a new thing that i'm trying i'm not sure how it's going to go maybe we'll just make these live only not on the pod feed but i wanted to experiment and and see how it's going so thank you to everybody who's here and let's just talk a little before we get into the film stuff let's talk a little bit about game two and what we know so Miami's half-court offense has been really freaking good this playoffs especially against the Sixers yesterday had a 107 offensive rating in the half court which is pretty fucking crazy considering how bad they've been in the half court all season long Philadelphia 91 points uh, per 100 possessions in the half court Miami has done a great job of really and and I don't want to get too much into the defense today. Today's going to be an offensive focused show because I think the defense has been super well documented. Right? We know that they're just sending so much help at ball handlers. They they're kind of bailing out on shooters and then rotating late and and we've seen a lot of the stats like okay, the Sixers are missing a ton of open threes and a lot of that's by design. They know who they're leaving. They they're very purposefully doing these things. So, I want to talk about their offense cuz I don't feel like enough is being talked about what Miami's doing on offense. Uh, and how good they've been especially in this series attacking a lot of six or weak points now philadelphia not a good defensive team all season long and especially without Embiid. they they really don't hold a prayer same with atlanta but i think we've seen this miami team look kind of bad in the half court even against bad defenses like against charlotte and against atlanta <laughs> times two even in the playoffs so you know we take anything that we can get with them offensively and the fact that they're kind of getting into a rhythm especially a shooting rhythm, I think is huge for the next series, in which they might play a Bucks team that plays a lot of drop, which is really good for them, or a Celtic team that I think they played really well offensively against their last meeting of the season. So a lot to chew on there. Miami, I think, buoyed their half-court offense by a almost 39% offensive rebounding rate, which is absolutely insane. A uh, 30, uh, 30, 38% really offensive rebound rate in the half-court. That is incredible and Philly we've talked about it Philly a bad rebounding team and a bad rebounding team with Embiid <clears throat> imagine without Embiid so they've looked awful on that end and that's how Miami has busted the Sixer zone and I think it's funny how in the beginning they, they kind of like okay maybe we can kind of flatten them out you know run some Tyler kind of get him some pull-ups or whatever and then really that kind of worked but in reality what it was it was PJ and Deadman and Jimmy crashing the boards One of the things I think is interesting, and I don't have film on this, actually, because I thought of including it, but it's really more of a footnote. The more that – and we have – I get into it a little bit, I guess. The more that Tyler and Gabe ball handle, the less that Jimmy has to be on ball. So Jimmy's natural position when he's off ball is as a screener, as a roller, and sometimes he'll spread out to the corner, but he's relatively ignored out there. So he's a cutter. And what happens when he's a cutter is Jimmy cuts into offensive rebounding position, which is huge for them because he's down there with PJ and Deadman and Bam, and they're just keeping plays alive. Tyler's an active rebounder for his size. And without Kyle, who's an incredible rebounder and an incredible guy who boxes out, they're really physical down there. And I think that that's kind of been... One of the sneaky adjustments that hasn't been talked about enough is kind of getting Jimmy off the ball more, even without Kyle. Now, Jimmy ran a ton of pick-and-rolls in the third quarter and in the first quarter, and we'll get into that later. But really, a lot of Gabe handling, and I think even at the end of that game, it was a little too much Tyler handling, had up three turnovers. Uh, Two of them led to fast-break dunks or or layups. So I think they're they're trying to find the balance of how much to have Jimmy off-ball and how much to have Jimmy on-ball, especially when Oladipo's on the court because Oladipo's also doing a lot of ball handling, which – I think it's been like net good for them. I think it's been net good to have Jimmy off the ball. I think we saw they really made the shift after game three in the Atlanta series where it was just a lot of Jimmy on ball stuff and they're not their most successful that was, after, that was the game that Kyle went down. And then, you know, Jimmy was great that series prior to that also because Kyle was out and Jimmy was off ball. And then they kind of returned him to that role. Again, a little too much Gabe Vincent and Tyler Hero running the offense for what I'm comfortable with. But Tyler's been lights out good, just truly a monster. I mean, we're going to get into some of his stuff here in a second. But Miami has dominated the series where you expect them to. They've been... Amazing defensively against Harden and Maxie. I don't know Maxi had a good game yesterday, but a lot of that was in transition, which they can clean up. I think in the half court, they've been incredible. They've attacked Harden on defense. They've attacked Maxi on defense. And most importantly, they've attacked DeAndre Jordan on defense. Now, I saw a funny stat today uh, from George Sedano. Uh, he said Bam Adebayo has 22 points on 90% field goal when defended by DeAndre Jordan this season, and that's not even counting all the other parts of the offense move great when Bam's not the one scoring on those plays. DeAndre and a drop has been Miami's best offense. Doc Rivers is actively losing the Sixers this series, although Niang at center has been good at times. I just he just fouls a lot, and they just don't really they switch a little bit more and I guess it's a little better, but it's it's not better enough that I'm like, oh my God, that's a problem. You know, Paul Reed at center, you know, has the same issues as a drop man, you know, can play a little bit higher up, but at the end of the day, when they get slipping and going and moving and screening and shooting, he's just not the kind of center who can keep up. And those are the kind of guys that they eat up. And Bede makes up for a lot of those mistakes because he's really smart. He's a lot bigger than those guys, so he can play a little farther back and then also close out better. He's just more of a force defensively. He's a lot more physical than these guys. So when you dribble into them, you know, Embiid knows when to step up and contest. Embiid knows when to step up and physical, doesn't foul as much, which I think has been a huge part for Niang and for Paul Reed. Is that there? But I mean, Niang fouled out yesterday, and, and Paul Reed has been incredibly not good (laughs) uh, You know defensively so the Sixers have that going for them Obviously Miami's switching defense have baited them into a ton of isolation and doc talked about that the other day And where he said that it could really paralyze your offense when you're just hunting bad matchups And I think the good thing that Miami does is they'll switch into matchups and they'll force you into iso ball And I think the best example of this is actually that warrior rocket series that went seven where Kevin Durant had the famous quote, like, I'm Kevin fucking Durant, right? And it was because this, the the Rockets would kind of bait you into, into switching and into defending them one-on-one, and you really take them. And Miami is a lot like that Golden State team, right? It's just the Warriors play this beautiful movement basketball with a lot of screening, a lot of cutting, a lot of moving, a lot of split actions, a lot of handoffs. It's kind of the way that Miami runs their offense. If you're the Warriors, if, if you're the Heat, you know, it, or, like you don't want to start playing isolation ball, right? That's not what you want. And if you're other teams, you want to take them out of that as well. So by Miami over-switching sometimes, teams look for the Tyler, the Max, all these matchups. And if they don't have a LeBron, a Kawhi, a Chris Paul, uh, these elite Ball handlers that have size or that have like this fucking genius like CP as we saw in the Luka in the Luca game last night you're just really getting them to play iso ball, which simplifies your help because Miami just helps from the strong side corner, sometimes from the weak side, but for the most part, their help is pretty built in like, okay, you beat us. We are stunting from the strong side shooter. And then we are going to rotate out. The man on the wing is going to come in on the, on the screen. And we're going to send two at the guy or one and a half guys, which you see with Harden as they force him to his side all the time. They kind of force him to his right a little bit. So when, so when he steps back, they, they kind of take that angle away from him. They force him to the to this worst side. And they're sending help that way. And they're staying out of his landing zone. Except for Depot, that one possession, which was total horseshit at the end of the second quarter. Regardless, that's their game plan. And it's been really good. So let's get into some of the film. I think that you know game three is going to be interesting. Let's see who plays. But let's just kind of talk about what's going on this series i'll answer some questions from chat too somebody says it's not for me real says jimmy shooting less and forcing less in the series is an indication of injury no i I think it's an indication of he's kind of picking his spots and he's doing the right thing i think the knee is clearly bothering him he looks so springy in the atlanta series and that lift is not there he did have that big dunk yesterday uh in the half court we talked about we're going to talk about that too but I think he, it's a little bit of injury and a little bit of you know him just kind of letting letting the reins go because he sees how good Bam and Tyler are playing and it's just good offense. So let's let's start let's let's kind of get into this as I change scenes. So let's listen. Let's get right into it. And Nikias Duncan, it's funny because I I actually wrote to Nikias because Nikias wrote a piece today about how Miami's running empty side pick and roll and how well it's working. If you've listened to the show, you know that I have been hammering that point all year long when Miami clears a side and they run an action, they get movement downhill and they take away help from a side. Right. And that's been Miami's MO all year long. Right? They've run this to perfection and they're really in their bag. So let's tie, let's take a couple plays and let's take a look as to how this works. Right. So You know We're going to have a Jimmy Bam pick and roll here. Jimmy's going to come off a screen from Max. Max is going to clear out to the corner, and they're vacating that side. That side to the right of Jimmy Butler is now left empty because Max's defender is going to follow Max into the corner, and now Jimmy and Bam are running in action, right? So Bam is screening for Jimmy. Jimmy's going up the gut of the defense. We have DeAndre Jordan in a drop, and we have Maxie behind the play, right? So now there's two men between Bam and the rim, but that whole side is empty. So, Jimmy, when Jimmy starts dribbling, he's going to force, look, that little hesitation, he's going to get Maxi on his hip. He has DJ stepping up because Jimmy's the threat as the ball handler, you know, um, and Bam kind of gets behind the defense. Great little pass, little scoop pass, and that's an easy finish for Bam. Now, let's play that again at full speed it's it's art so they'll look max is such a good shooter look the little brush green he's going to go to the other side sides clear pick and roll man steps up bam gets behind easy dunk and that and chat's right what is Thibault doing there you're trying to step up on the ball handler Thibault has not been good defensively all series long i think he's been pretty bad on ball and off ball which is just really not good for the sixers if you're depending on that guy for anything tyler hero's burning him uh, all this stuff. So let, let, they've run this play a lot yesterday. So let's look at it again, but this time with Deadman. So they're really running the same kind of action, but with with, with the mechanic Dwayne Deadman. So let's take a look here uh, as to what Miami's going to do with the mechanic. So this is kind of in mid-transition. Deadman's going to start. He's look, Gabe immediately. I'm going to rewind this a little bit so we can see. So look at Gabe on the bottom right corner. Gabe is sprinting. Maxie's on him. Gabe is immediately realizing the play, and he's going to immediately turn to that corner. That corner is vacated. So Depot's on the wing, and Gabe Vincent's going to go to the corner. And Miami's going to run the same exact action that they did with Bam. Same kind of spot with the screen. You know, boom. Paul Reed in a drop. Deadman gets behind the defense. Depot's man helps off. It doesn't matter. Deadman's too big, too late. And one. Or should have been an and one look like contact there. But really, that's effective. And we'll run that back again. And they could do that either set up in half court or in transition. You know, movement, screening, empty side. The problem look, when deadman is making his move, there's no man in that corner to come tag him and to come help. Any help that's coming is from the weak side and when you the the thing with the weak side is that you can see where the help is coming from so if you're deadman when when Corkmas steps up to help you see him it's not coming from your side or your back where your teammates have to help you it's help that you can see and you can pick apart and it's just easy look it's an easy finish for a small guy because Miami put shooters in the corner some teams put bigs in the corner Miami put shooters in the corner so that help is small for the big rolling to the rim It's pretty good. Uh, Chad asked if they zone, if they go zone, is this still viable? Um, well, no, because then when you're in a zone, you're kind of you, you have your guy marked in that spot, right? So when when Philly runs the zone, Miami can't really run as much of their pick and roll stuff. That's why they kind of transition into offensive rebounding. It's a lot of Tyler one on ones. It's kind of breaking down the defense and swinging it to a shooter. Miami's trying to get to the rim here. You know, a zone is really trying to take the ball out of you know, you're really preventing dribble drives and dribble penetration. So, what you do against a zone, you get guys to the soft spot of the zone. You can put guys in the middle of the zone, like Miami does with PJ a ton, or you just club them with offensive rebounding because your your defense and your your guards are compromised. So, let's go to the next play that we have here. Uh, I Duncan Robinson is not playing a ton lately. He hasn't played in this series yet. Did he even get in in garbage time? I don't even think he played in garbage time which I'm a big Duncan guy. We know that. He had that big game in game one against Atlanta and really hasn't done much since. Um, and I do think Duncan will have kind of a, a game or two at some point to, to shine, I think, against the Bucks, It's um it's pretty important. Okay, Cali, you says he got garbage time yesterday. Uh, chat's asking if you're assuming that Doc can coach. Uh, Doc has not been great so far. But so what Duncan's best skill is, not obviously as a shooter and as a mover and as a screener, but... On ball, other than shooting, I think Duncan has really gotten good at that little dump-off pass when the second man on the handoff kind of steps up to take away the shot. And I think what's been really important is Max Strews has developed this pass and he's starting to see it a lot cleaner. So let's take a look at Miami reincorporating some of their handoff stuff against a drop defense, which is where it's most effective. So here we're going to have poor DeAndre Jordan in a drop. Bam's bringing the ball up and look at how far back DJ is sagging. That's the coverage that they have to run. That's him in a drop. He's below the free throw line. So, anybody that has to come step up to help, you better pray that Maxi's going to get over the screen. The other problem with Maxi getting over the screen is Max, Max, Bruce is bigger than him. So, even if Maxi can fight over the screen, which he's not particularly good at, you know, he has to really be able to put up a contest. And I like how Miami's really picked on. Tyrese Maxey a lot they've put him in a lot of these actions that whether it's gabe or max or whoever he's guarding They pivot into handoffs with him and deandre and that's really you get danny green And you get thibel out of plays or tobias harris or whoever and you really put their two worst defenders in it I think harden they do it a lot to harden as well and they attack harden in other ways But harden's a lot bigger and more physical So I think you want like these smaller guys in this stuff where they can't contest the shots as well so clearly pivot to a handoff. Look at that right off the, right off the gun. Maxi's trailing the play. Deandre Jordan has to eventually step up. So they run it back. They they it. The, they flip it again. And bam's going to make his move. Bam's rolling. Deandre steps up that pass comes because Maxi gets over a little better. Deandre stepping up to contest a shot and bam's going to get behind the defense and do some superhuman shit. Let's play that back in real time. And you guys, if you have any questions, hit me up in chat. You know, I'm here. Again, Bam's bringing the ball up. Max is coming off the handoff, doesn't really like what he has, is going to do it again. Man steps up, slip pass, dunk, it's over. That is isolated basketball. You really contain the play to two guys. Let's watch that one more time. There was nobody to help because there is no help. You really isolate this play. It materializes quickly. Jimmy's in the dunker spot. Boom, easy one, two. The guy doesn't want to foul, and that's that. And they've gotten really, really good at that. They do it again. Let's look at another instance where they run this again. And, again, this is what Duncan was so good at uh, with Bam. And now that Max is doing it, it's just such a luxury for them. So off this turnover, we're going to see the heat kind of flow into something similar. So we have Gabe Vincent bringing the ball up here. And, look, Bam's going to come up, come off of PJ, and we're going to start our handoff again. right? So now he's waiting. Max is coming off two screens. Bam's going to come up the screen again. Harden's going to step up on this play. So Miami just ran a shit ton of actions. We're late in the clock. And Harden recognizes that Miami's late in the clock. And he's like, we got to get the ball out of his hand. There's 3.5 to go. Max sees that. Bam slips. Good pass. 1-2. Finish. Probably a foul, but not really. Okay. Radio the Kid in chat asks, so, gee, Would this work against a team like Milwaukee who drops or does it become much more difficult due to Milwaukee being better defensively? This is actually the best kind of offense to run against the bucks and it's why miami was able to beat him in the bubble because you run duncan off these dribble handoffs and brooke lopez is sagged so far in the paint that you really need chris middleton or you need drew Holiday or whoever to fight across that screen you basically make it a two-on-one the screener and the shooter and if drew Holiday or middleton or wes matthews or whoever can fight across the screen then they win that possession and then what you'll see them do is kind of, and we'll go back to that first slip play. So if they're playing Milwaukee, and if the guard, if let's say this is Holiday, or let's say it's Middleton or somebody who's a lot better than Maxi. So if, if really they get no daylight, they'll just flip it again, and they'll do it again, and then they'll move. So you get the defense going left to right, and then you get a slip. It'll be more difficult because I think the help's going to be a lot better if you're a Buck team. But in reality, that's how Miami attacks drops, and that's how Miami attacks Milwaukee. And they've been pretty consistent this season because against the Bucs, Miami's offense has not been the problem. They can't stop the Bucs from scoring. But on offense, Miami has lit them the hell up. Duncan's had a big game. Tyler, Max, the Tres Leches have all balled out. So that's been really effective for them. Um, somebody else asked, so who do you, do you start Duncan in the Milwaukee series? I don't think they're going to change that. I think that if they play the Bucks, they're going to keep what they have. And I'm sure that probably Duncan's going to get some minutes. I think he his minutes... I, I, it's going to be interesting if Depot plays more than Duncan would in a Bucks series, if Duncan's shooting the ball well. I'm pretty sure they're going to give him a little run because it just makes sense. Although, in this series, they haven't, and it's because they just don't want to give Harden, who's a very hunty player, a lot of like easy targets. So I think they want to limit the amount of poor defenders that they have on the floor. So it'll be interesting to see what they do against the Bucks. All right. So I think the other interesting part of their offense in this series has been how Jimmy Butler has gone at guys that he's just straight up better than. And he did this in the Hawk series a ton, and he's doing it in this series. And I think this is one of my favorite plays from last night. So Jimmy's gonna Jimmy's gonna ISO here, but not before a couple of screens. So mechanic as he does, Deadman setting a screen, and Jimmy's like, "I don't want you, right?" So Jimmy Jimmy's doing the come here. He's he's pointing to Gabe, and he's like, "Come here," and he's telling mechanic to get away. Let's let's just watch Jimmy's handle. She's like, "Nope, oh wait, oh wait, I don't want you. I don't want you, Gabe, Gabe." Get over here. Get over here. So he points Deadman away. Gabe's going to come screen. He's going to get Harden switch off him. And Harden's a bigger guy. And if Jimmy wants to kind of like get physical and post up, Harden's not the the matchup you want there. Harden's the guy you want to put in screening actions and kind of having to defend multiple things at once or when you blow by him. He's going to get Moss to switch on him. And that's what Jimmy wants, right? So now it's like, okay, let me wait. Gabe, go over there. I'm going to put him in the blender. Post up. Easy and one. That's the kind of offense. Thanks so much, Brass. You're awesome, guys. Uh, that's the kind of offense that Miami ran in the bubble that got them to the finals, right? It was find me George Hill. It was find me Kemba Walker. And then in the finals, it was find me Cadavius Codwell Pope, right? Like you just find these weak links on defense. And Jimmy is so good that he can bully these guys to death. And I just love the call. Like Jimmy's like, get out of here. No, I want Gabe. Gabe, get over here. Deadman, go over there. Gabe, come here, screen. I got my switch. Okay, flare. Okay, I make my move now that you're away. You know, if I need the outlet and one deadman under the basket a rebound, PJ in the corner. That's offense and that's the stuff that they're going to run. And that's been why they've been so successful against the Hawks because they've picked on Trey Young and they've picked on their bad defenders. And against here, where they pick on Cork they pick on Maxi. And Miami's not super traditional where they just like Phoenix yesterday, they just put Luka in every action, right? Or for example, the Sixers, they just wanted to isolate against Hero. I just showed you how they're putting Maxi and DeAndre in dribble handoffs, right? They're putting these guys in empty side pick and rolls. They're putting their bad defenders in Miami's favorite actions. And it's not always isolation ball. There's a lot of ways to hunt. And I think a lot of times we think of hunting a bad player. We think of just putting them in an off a switch in isolation or got, or posting up a mismatch. There's so many things you can do. To put, You can't hide against this offense. And I, as bad as their offense is at times because they don't have a downhill presence, when they know who to pick on, they're really good. And this is 100% coaching. This is 100% an air exposure game plan. And it's why they haven't lost a home game <laughs> in the playoffs so far, which is pretty amazing. Now, I would be remiss... And uh, Brian in chat said in the bubble, Goren said a lot of those screens in the Jimmy pick and roll, especially in the Buck series. Yeah, I mean the inverted pick and roll was huge for them. And and whether it's Gabe or Gorn or whoever, as long as that guy's a shooter, uh, you know, you're you're making money. Uh so I'd be remiss if I didn't mention Tyler Hero, who has been in fucking credible after just straight up not showing up for that Hawk series, really, uh has absolutely lit the Sixers on fire. And you know, a lot of it is just him being fucking good at basketball, right? There's there's not too much to break down, right? He's just he's just buckets, right? It's not like Miami's running this like funky set. No, Tyler is being Tyler, he's doing what he does, and I love this play here because it's just fucking awesome to watch this guy play ball. So, here off a of miss, which by the way, I don't know if you've noticed, a lot of these Possessions have been off misses or off turnovers Which is huge when their defense is clicking Their offense is so much better When their defense is leaking And they they It's in the play against the defenses It's so much worse Because Miami has so much movement That you want as many opportunities to mismatch as possible So Tyler's bringing the ball up here I don't believe Jimmy's in the game Look at where Deadman sets the screen This is like Steph Curry Dame Lillard Trey Young shit Tyler has become such a good Off the dribble shooter that he can pull up, right? So if you give him a head of steam to pull up, he's going to hit that. And when you set these screens really high out, you give a guy a head of steam and a lane to the basket or a lane, not just a lane to the basket, a lane to pull up, to get comfortable, to set his feet and to shoot a three. This is specifically to leverage his shooting. So Deadman's going to come screen. Look look at where Reed is. He's going to drop. Look at all that space for Tyler to pick up speed to accelerate. He's going to go around the other side He's making his move to pull up. Defenders on his back. Reed has to step up. He has a little hesitation and beats all his guys. That is just fucking baller-ass basketball. Let's play that at full speed. That hesitation on the pull-up because they know what he's capable of, where the screen is set, the rejection of the screen, that's all Tyler Hero's development. Rejection, boom, man steps up, little hezzy, beats his man Harden nowhere to go doesn't know what the fuck james what is james what the hell is james doing on that play let's roll that back one more time to make fun of Harden. because what in god's name is he doing on that play and that's look depot purposefully that's that's tyler's man right so tyler's screening right max is there as a shooter in case that help comes and depot in the corner is by design because if hardens his man Harden's is not scaring you as a help defender has he Harden, where are you going? Depot's sneaking behind him. So there's a cut or there's a rebounding position. Depot's not boxed out or anything. It's just good basketball. Tyler Heros, fucking awesome. Um, don't have much more today. We can get into little questions and we can chat a little after. I have two more for you today. Let's talk about that Jimmy lob because this is a play call. This is Spo and this is just fucking IQ. And when you have guys on this team, everybody on this team can make this pass. Gabe, Tyler, PJ, Jimmy, Bam, five guys on the floor, Depot. All these guys can make these high-level passes and high-level reads. And when you have a lot of high IQ guys, and if you were around for the big three days, you knew what it was like to have so many smart, able, like 50 billion, gajillion IQ guys on the floor and how they're fucking in sync. This team is in sync. They know each other. They know how they want to play. And again, we are going to watch them put bad defenders in actions. And get them to fuck up. Because Miami will try to get you to fuck up. So let's let's roll this play. This is the Jimmy lob. Again, I I cannot accentuate this enough. These are off misses. These are off turnovers. And that is what Miami excels. Their defense 100% feeds their offense. So Bam gets the rebound. They're going up. Tyler's going to set up their offense. We're going to get it to Jimmy. And now the fun starts. So they're running some weird... Stuff to screen for bam or whatever bam's gonna get the ball at his favorite spot in the elbow Now look how much space jimmy has they run an empty corner thing again There's nobody on that side that little action stuff in the beginning. Let's let's run it back So if you see so tyler and bam are gonna screen there, right? They're occupying space They are running basketball plays to occupy defenses depot is going from the far corner to the to the to the other corner and that is vacated we have two defenders that are really doing nothing. Miami has got two sixer defenders in Danny Green, and I think that's Maz doing absolutely nothing. And we, now we have Harden and Maxi in an action. And that's what you want. And you have Jimmy Butler with an empty side, two bad defenders, and an open lane to the basket with the best fucking passing big in the East. And that's money. That's money. That's how good they are. That's how well-oiled they can be. When they're clicking, when they are able to pick on weak links, this is what their offense can look like. And let's run that back one more time. Because, again, kind of bring us full circle from earlier. Jimmy, empty space, Harden, Maxi. Look at Bam, ready for the pass. Harden gets picked off. Maxi's just not in the play. It's, it's money. It's money. It's money, and it's what they've been doing all year. And it's why I trust them in the playoffs, because they're so good at at scoping out weak links and punishing them.
0: Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to do's, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com.
2: I have one last play for you guys, and this is more about what they're missing with Kyle Lowry because they've looked so good without Kyle, and they have another gear to hit with Kyle. So I'm going to run an interesting play that, I'll just run it for you, and you'll see. Like when Kyle's here, how much difference this materializes. So Gabe Vincent's so gonna bring the ball up, and they're gonna run. They're gonna Jimmy. Jimmy's, Jimmy's kind of screening, and Deadman's gonna come screen, right? So they're running a stagger screen, and Jimmy slips. Jimmy slips. There is Harden's back is turned to the play, and Thibel is on the shooter. All tied. Jimmy's open, and Gabe missed him. And if that's Kyle. That doesn't 20, get missed. Four now, I believe the they corner. score on the play. Um, but the the important action was what they missed. Ball lead let's, let's run that back Daitman. again. With Gabe Vincent. Again, and these are things that he'll learn so to and, and you can learn. But, and Jimmy's such a good screener. They ran that, that double dragon. double drag is really when you're in mid-transition and you set a stagger screen. So Jimmy, Jimmy sets up shop First early. He's going to screen. He sees the play. Deadman comes to screen higher. Gabe's going to come off both. But as soon as Jimmy slips and his man steps up, Gabe has to know to slip that pass. And part of that is size. And part of that is just experience. But that's a dunk. He's right there. That's a dunk. Hard is not going to get there. That's a foul if, if that guy comes. And if not, that's Tyler Hero wide open in a corner. twenty. Uh, and that's 17 on the clock. That's quick offense. And if you get nothing, you get another chance at running a play. So that's the kind of stuff that Miami can expect to improve on when Lowry comes back. That's what you talk about. And and Brian's right. The best way to beat a switch is with a slip. That wasn't a that wasn't a, a switch, though. That was more of a, a trap or a soft trap or whatever you want to call that. But you know, that those are the kind of things that will improve when Kyle Lowry returns to the lineup. Um they have a ton of gears to get to. I've said since day 1 I do think this team is going to win the title. I think they'll at least make the finals. I mean, once you're in the once you're in the championship game, you know, you don't know how health looks or a lot of things, but I've been saying, you know, they can make they will make the finals since preseason. Something was really special about this team and I think that their coaching has really shown these two playoff series. I think defensively a lot has been made of it and it's well earned. It's absolutely masterpieces defensively what they've done to Harden and and Trey Young and all these guys. You know, guys like Chris Paul are harder to stop, but we've seen Spo game plan for Steph Curry. And they're going to see a lot of the same looks and the Heat defense has been awesome all year and they play leverage basketball. They have smart, tough guys who really step up when they need them. PJ has been absolutely awesome. I trust their offense against the Bucs. I think when they play the Celtics, um, if they play the Celtics, that'll be a very interesting series for their offense. But I think that their defense with Boston can look like they can struggle to score a ton. I think it's going to be interesting to see what Spo does to kind of take some of their come some of their wings away cuz they're not super uh, Miami's played guard focus offenses, right? It's Trey Young, it's James Harden all this stuff. Curious to see what he does against wings. Um but they're special, man, and they're gonna go into game three and they have a they have a they have a good chance to close this series, to shut the door on Philly. Um, you know, if if Embiid doesn't play and they lose, um, you know, who knows if he even bothers to come back. You know, I mean he has the orbital fracture, he has the, the ligament in his finger. Uh Embiid has a dealing with a ton of injuries right now. And this is a heat team that if they close this out in four and that Boston series goes seven. This is a team that can use rest. Jimmy has a knee. You know, if you can buy Kyle a little more rest for the hamstring, you know, PJ and Tyler Hero and Caleb Martin are questionable for game three. I'm sure that they'll play, but, you know, these are guys that are dealing with injuries. They're dealing with things, um, and they could benefit from rest. I think Jimmy especially, you know, the more rest in between series, the better for them. They're an older team, and if they take care of business, that's what they're rewarded with. Right. They did it against the Hawks, they got a nice good time off, and they're doing it again against Philly. So guess game three is huge for them. Um, lots of stuff uh it's not for me real says so you see doug coming back in the rotation next series i think it depends i think if it's boston probably not i think if it's milwaukee there's a chance because of the way that he can attack a drop defense against the celtics you want to attack them with speed and getting to the rim which would be what Oladipo Depot can provide to you right you switch anybody onto depot that's it although boston does run some drop you know with with Brob with williams if you put him in an action oh, he he sometimes will switch it depends really but uh but horford for sure does drop and and stuff like that so and dice as tice as well who not playing too much but um that's going to be an interesting series hopefully i think for he fans i think we want the bucks um and i think i want the bucks because i want i want the trilogy i want i want to crack at at them a third time um and I, I think that'd be fun and also like it's fun to get into it with Bucks fans but we, we gotta we, they can't they can't leave on the w you know what i mean we need we need payback we need revenge um Bieber asks, how big of a problem can Drew's size be in a potential playoff matchup? It hasn't been so far. I mean, I think if anything, you worry about what he can do to you on offense because Miami doesn't really have an answer for him at guard. I mean, Kyle, I think, is your best bet, but I think that Drew's just has too much size and, and is going to be able to kind of get what he wants against Kyle. They might put Jimmy on him and they might put Kyle on Middleton, which is what they've liked to do. Um, Platinum Games as Depot is the answer, which I mean, honestly, that might be it because, I mean, he was put on Harden one-on-one. They didn't even send help and he was, he had Harden in jail. Harden couldn't do anything against Depot one-on-one, which I thought was one of the more interesting developments that nobody's really talked about. I should have probably brought some of those clips, but I wanted to focus more on offense. Um, So, I mean, they've already done it, you know, Trey Young and, and James Harden are a lot different than Holiday. Holiday's a lot, you know, I think a bit stronger than Harden at this point, a little quicker um, a better just, uh, just the way that he plays. He's not so ISO heavy, right? He'll run some more pick and roll. He'll play more off ball, which Harden doesn't do too much. And I think that's where you can kind of get Miami off some secondary actions where him getting downhill, stuff like that. Uh, it's not for me, says Tyson's baby food for Bam. Absolutely, as we saw uh, in a playoff series in the bubble. Uh, I mean, Bam is just good against Boston, I think, you know, because of the same reasons. Some of the size stuff. Boston's interesting because they put... Rob Williams in a corner and then he's kind of their help man on those actions So i'm actually going to be really curious as to how miami plays that if they put him on tucker And if he's really splitting the baby kind of helping on the paint on tucker I think that's going to be a huge series for pj. He's going to have to hit those corner shots If he can hit those shots, I think miami is going to force boston to adjust a little bit Which can kind of ease up things kind of getting some more pick and roll stuff getting some downhill stuff I think that'll be a tough series for jimmy. I think that's really a pj kyle bam series Um, you know, given Boston's length and stuff, uh, it's not for me says Horford could be a big problem for bam. See bam is so tied to what the guards do that. I think if you're going to get Horford in a drop and if the guards can shoot, well, you're going to see like that play I gave earlier where, you know, guys are going to have to start stepping up on shooters. And if those guys can get bam, the ball in space, then it's, it's lights out for those other guys. So, I'm not too concerned about that. Uh, Horford's not the concern. I think it's Rob Williams. I think putting Rob Williams on Jimmy is another concern of mine, how that would affect their offense. Um, but we saw in that game against Boston the last time they played, they put Kyle and Bam in handoffs and pick and roll, and Kyle was hitting pull-up after pull-up. And again, this is really going to come down to, and I think for both series too, You know, do you trust Miami shooters to hit or do you trust Boston shooters to hit? Cause I think both defense are going to be absolutely, it's going to be a fucking rock fight and it's who shooters do you trust more because of the way that they help. And I would, I would say Miami, uh, Tatum has never really had good playoff games against the heat. They're always like kind of late surges. So we'll see a lot of interesting stuff, uh, in those series. Um, Chad also says Horford, in my opinion, reads the floor really well in as well position. Yeah, of course. But I mean, we saw Miami attack him in a drop last time and, and that's just consistently Miami runs those actions quick and easy. Um, Kelly uses buck shooters greater than Boston shooters. Absolutely. Which is why Miami has struggled to defend the bucks all season. And their offense has been good against Milwaukee. Their defense has been a little bit of Swiss cheese, uh, which is kind of the opposite of every other series. Um, Vanquish says bam is playing too fast for Horford, which is absolutely true. And again, it's, it's a lot of that slipping behind the defenses and stuff like that. So those are the kind of plays that, that you win at. Um, but I feel good. I feel good about this team. You know, we'll, we'll reconvene, um in a couple days when when we have more information pro- hopefully the next time we talk so they play friday and then they play sunday so we would pot on monday so hopefully the next time i see you guys uh this is a sweep and we're talking we're looking ahead and we're kind of giving a retroactive on the series uh talking about how jimmy and and kyle get a, a week of rest i hope um so that's going to be fun and interesting be brass is middleton back there was an update on middleton i saw today i didn't He's not back, but he's making progress. Let me pull up the exact um, tweet so that we can uh, be right. So the Bucks tweeted out five hours ago, medical update on Chris Middleton. Chris Middleton continues to make steady progress on his left knee injury rehabilitation. And additional updates will be provided as appropriate. Middleton was originally diagnosed with a left knee sprain, MCL sprain, on April 20th. So I guess he's progressing. We'll see. I imagine he'll play in our conference final. Um, Brian in chat says my Miami is the best defensive team in the East metrics wise in the playoffs. I believe so. So as of right now, Boston has the best defense in the playoffs. They have a 95 defensive rating. They're winning by a lot. Um, Milwaukee has the second best defense in Miami, the third Milwaukee and, and Miami are split by 0.1. Uh, so 103 defensive, 103.1 defensive rating for the bucks and 103.2 defensive rating for Miami, Boston at 90- 95.9. So that's quite the gap. Miami, however, is second in net rating, outscoring opponents by 16.5 points per 100 possessions. Phoenix, number one at 16.7. And Miami has the second best offense in the playoffs. Part of that is playing fucking dog shit defenses like Philly without Embiid and the damn Hawks. But, bro, 119.7 offensive rating? You know, we take that. Uh (laughs) Boston is the 11th best offense, below Philly, by the way. So Boston's offense not looking good. These playoffs, uh, now again, playing against the Nets team in four games and two games against the Bucks. So we'll see. Um, obviously, the series out west is going to determine. I think, oh, Chad, what would you rather play? Would you rather play the Warriors or the, or the Suns? I think I'd go Warriors. Even. I, I think it'd be more fun. Um, also, I just, Phoenix scares me, man. It's, 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 dealing with Chris Paul is going to be pretty tough for Spo. They can't. Spo's like all gimmicks and, and fucking Tricks and shit and CP's none of those damn games. Um, Chat says the Mavs. Well, the Mavs aren't going to make the finals, okay? So just one of the realistic teams. Although now Golden State's in a dogfight. Um, so, yeah. So that's that's kind of where we are with the series um, as we as we go. I think it's going to be pretty fun to chat saying Warriors, just fun. Uh, somebody else says we could put Steph in jail, which they did. Uh, a lot of that was him missing open shots. But, again, Miami's going to make shooters uncomfortable, uh, play up on them, give them, you know, funny looks and stuff like that. So we'll see how that goes. Remember our game day coverage, weird off pregame show 30 minutes before every game and the hangover time post game show, which is live at the buzzer of every single heat game. So make sure you don't miss any of that. We have game three tomorrow. Miami only gets one day off and a travel day kind of seems unfair, but whatever. Uh, I think the quicker this series is done, the better. So, you know, less time for Embiid to get healthy, I guess, um, you know, a little gamesmanship there. Uh, Brian says Bucks to Warriors back-to-back would be the best two series to watch. Yeah, it certainly provides the most stories and it would be really fun. I think Boston would be fun too. I think the basketball would be really fun. It'd be a rock fight, but it'd be fun. I think storyline-wise, you want the Bucks, right? The the, the, the trilogy, the, the, the okay, we each won one, right? One in the bubble and then one in that fake season where we had no rest. So let's get a real series, right? Miami's gonna have home court advantage this one. Uh, Bucks got home court advantage last time. We get home court advantage this time. So that'll be kind of fun to watch. Uh, somebody at Vanquish Platinum Game says Draymond passed the torch to Bam. That would be fun. Okay, last one, and then I'll get out of here. Uh Brass, thoughts on Aiden versus Bam. That's kind of a tough one. I don't really think that's like a Bam scoring kind of game, although it kind of depends on how I mean Aiden's gonna drop. So I mean kind of depends on Miami shooters. If Miami shooters play really well and they kind of force Aiden to play a little higher up, Bam's gonna be able to kind of skip behind that defense. And if his guards can get him to the ball, I mean he's gonna run rough shot. I think defensively, Bam. Bam, they're not going to let Aiton go one-on-one. They're going to send help. They're going to try to force him into turnovers. And Phoenix doesn't turn the ball over a lot. So that's going to be an interesting kind of thing to watch. (sighs) That was a very interesting kind of show for me to do. I I went 47 minutes by myself, uh, talked film, talked a lot of stuff, vibed with chat. So I hope that this was entertaining for everybody. Um, Hopefully we'll do more of this down the line. If you're on the pod, tweet us at MIAHeatBeat. Let us know. Is this a, a pleasurable listening experience? I, I don't know. I want to try new stuff. So, you know, it's, it is what it is. I uh, wanted to give our guys a day off, our guys and gals a day off. You know, we have uh, we do a lot of content here at Miami Heat Beat, and your patronage is important to us and means the world to us, but we want to be in tip-top shape. Uh, so give those subs. Some Chat says next time, more clips, for sure. Uh, this is kind of a last-minute decision. Uh, so, you know, I thought, okay, I got a few. I was already re-watching the game. So I'll, I'll do a little more next time, but... I'm glad that you guys enjoyed it. I had a lot of fun, and I love vibing with the audience. Thank you guys for everything that you guys do, for the donations on Twitch, for the follows on Twitter, the subs on YouTube, uh, all that good stuff. So we will see you guys for game three tomorrow. Uh, if you're listening to this tomorrow, it will be tonight on Friday, May 6. Uh, enjoy your Cinco, drink tequila, have all that good stuff, and uh, we will see you on uh, Friday. Peace out.